roses turn to scat It's better because of you and that's a fact We're in this together, you and I We're in this together, I've never been in a pool long enough that I needed to pee in it If I had to pee, I just got up and went someplace else You, You definitely, like, it's just like a fact of like temperature differences i think like you're in warm water no. you know like when they put your hand in the warm water when you're sleeping and it makes you urinate that's what no. it's like being in a pool dude i swim i swim at least twice a week you know yeah right you're now. basically michael phelps i bet michael phelps pees in the pool i have not peed in the pool there so ryan lochte pees or in anywhere. the pool michael phelps oh, ryan lochte, pees in the pool of course mike ryan lochte does he's 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 a disgusting human being on multiple levels all i'm saying is there's there's people who pee in the pool and liars. That's it. Those are the two. <laughs> well, well, you, I don't agree with that, but whatever. That's okay. that's all good. Well, what's the weekly question, Dad? <laughs> are you a pool peer? <laughs> Only shame. It's a, actually here's this actually could be answered that way because the weekly question is: What is your most healthy or unhealthy habit? Being in the pool. It's not a habit. It's just something that happens. I mean, not every time you're in a pool, but you've definitely been in a pool long enough. Uh, Never mind. We're we're done with this. I'm just telling you. (laughs) Has not happened. Has not happened. Um, What is my healthiest or unhealthiest habit? Yeah. Well, we got to start recording. You can't just... I started recording halfway through the peeing controversy. Oh, that's classic. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. So the question of the week is, what is your most healthy or unhealthy habit? Boy, that's tough. Because now not only do I have to say it, but I have to pick it. Well, yeah. You're forcing me into some decision making here. I don't know. The one that comes to mind, at least it's my oldest habit that I can remember, is I, I bite my nails off and I can't like my fingernails. That's, they say it's unhealthy, but I've never gotten gangrene, but it also like doesn't help me when I need to open things. So it's, can you, can you give yourself gangrene? Yeah, I think so. Everybody said if you bite your nails off, you, you get gangrene. I think it's just a bacteria. It's not like an STI. Yeah. No, but it doesn't have to, don't, don't, I mean, you, you just are carrying gangrene bacteria in your mouth no 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 the idea is that you if you bite your nails you're biting like you bite back the cuticles and you like you're piercing your skin and then you touch a bunch of things with your fingers so you expose yourself to a lot of infections like hangnails and stuff and then the the way that uh mom tried to scare me out of chewing my nails when i was a kid was by telling me that i would get gangrene if i if i kept chewing my nails and so then I, she had to explain what gangrene was to me, and then I didn't stop chewing my nails. I gave it. I don't. I gave I don't it my best real. effort a couple times. I just um, don't think it's real. Yeah, just like somebody saying they don't pee in the pool isn't real. Um, All right. Whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I guess I don't know. It's it's not it's not healthy, but it's not. I don't know. I I haven't seen any downsides other than the fact that I don't have to clip my nails and sometimes have a hard time opening things. I say I guess it's like disgusting or people find it disgusting, but never bothered me. People do more disgusting things. 
Oh, absolutely. Like so peeing in the pool. I, <laughs> yes, they do. That's why I try to avoid those people. When I was younger, I used to bite my nails. Like probably when I was probably in high school and maybe early college. And then I stopped. Cold um, turkey? Cold turkey. Not, not to the gangrene. I did not get gangrene. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I, I, it, it, so this is way too much information, but I guess we're here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, you know, if you are biting one of your nails and, or biting something and when your teeth get perfectly lined up and sometimes it like hurts when you bite something when their teeth are perfectly lined up Do you mm-hmm. understand what yeah you you like smacked your teeth together yeah and that was it just was the like, wrong spot i'm like that, that sucked i'm never doing that again and and i stopped that's definitely happened to me a million times while yeah. biting my nails subconsciously so I don't know how that was enough to make you quit. It seems like you weren't really committed the way that I am, but <laughs> but that's apparently okay. I wasn't. Apparently I wasn't. You uh, you can just say you were afraid of getting gangrene. There's no shame in that. <laughs> no one made that shit up. There's no, that is not I'm, true. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Mom made it up when she told me that it was what was going to happen if I didn't stop. Uh, you know what? I'm going to Google that at some point here. I don't even. I don't want to see the results. But, no, yeah. Um, Why would you look that up? The Google images are going to be disgusting. It's going to be people with green, rotting hands. I don't even know what gangrene is. It's not gang. It's not gang green. It's- no, but it's like the yeah, mucusy, pussy, green. like yeah. Don't turn green. So, pus is so the green. Sol- so sometimes. So the soldiers in. Uh, in uh, World War II and World War One, got it, you know, trench foot, and then they would get the, the, um, you know, uh, infections and things like that. And a lot of times that was gangrene from that. And it's usually, again, I haven't, I, I'm speaking way out, out of out of my league here, but to my understanding, it has more to do with uh, if you have bacteria and it's and it's uh, wet all the time. That's when gangrene can can kind of set in, um, not just from getting bacteria, but I could, you know, I could be making that up. Yeah. I just thought gangrene was a type of bacteria. Yeah. It, it is definitely an infection. I'm obviously made out of a bacteria, but could be viral. I mean, Who knows? Oh man. I don't, I don't think it's viral. Um, but anyway, that's not your answer. That was my answer. So now you have to tell that's me what your healthy or unhealthy habit is. So, um, my most unhealthy habit is I am. There's two things that I eat all the time, and it's hard for me to not eat if they're available. I know what they are. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, well, you know, since I'm going to answer this, we'll, you'll you'll get to tell me whether I'm lying or telling the truth. Uh, well, uh, wait, wait. Can I guess which one? Or would you say it's equal footing, or do I get to guess which one is harder for you to resist? Um. Boy, I, I think it, it, it's contextual uh, in, in terms of the ability to resist is contextual. Depends now, both, on how drunk you are. Or or <laughs> it depends on uh, like <laughs> where, I'm, where I'm at. So like, well, here, go ahead and guess and then we'll talk about it. Well, I'm going to say obviously the two items are pizza and ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly right. First one, exactly right. I knew because... When we would go to the Boundary Waters, we would get a 29-inch uh, pizza, the bamboozler. bamboozler. 
and we would all like whoever was going all try to finish one and we would all kind of like crap out you know an eighth of the way through and then you would eat the rest of the entire pizza (laughs) and that's when i realized i think he can eat as much pizza as he wants (laughs) and he always wants more uh that was when i learned that and then the ice cream one i learned when mom wasn't there to cook us dinner and you served Taylor and I ice cream for dinner and said <laughs> and that we should complained. be yeah and said that we should be grateful that's yes, well, you, that's geez, when i knew what kid complains what kid complains about ice cream for dinner I, i'm i've always been partial to a chicken mcnugget frankly and i didn't think it was that much effort for you to drive down the mile to mcdonald's but the ice cream was okay taylor's the one much, who, taylor's yes. the one who ratted he is the one who did. Much easier for me to get a, a, a you know a spoon out in a bowl and scoop up some ice cream. Yeah. So it yes, is, those sure. are those are definitely. Uh, and when you say are is it equal I, footing? Like I'm if gonna, I went someplace that served ice cream or and pizza, that yeah. would be tough. Like uh, I'm trying to think if there are any pizza ice cream joints. Not that has good ice cream. I mean, there's some pizza places that serve like soft serve. That's crappy ice cream. I I like um like Oregon like I can, stop pizza. Yeah, yeah. Like I can. Well, and that's also pizza that I could stop eating as well. Uh, the pizza it can't just be any pizza. Mm. But yeah, so if, if it's decent ice cream and decent pizza, I can eat almost unlimited amounts. Where's Those the are, line for decent? Like if like you don't like Papa John's, you I don't like it. Little Caesars. <laughs> Does anyone? No, Sorry. I mean apparently, but not that I've met. So, like, how do you how do you know, like, if you can binge the pizza or not binge the pizza? Is it on site? Do you have to have at least tasted it once before? Right. Yep. I have to have had it. So, so um, you, you know, obviously, our favorite place down here to eat pizza is Spinatos. As you know, shout I, out. I can certainly, <laughs> I can certainly eat a lot of Spinatos pizza. Mm-hmm. That I could eat. Whereas, if we went to, um. Uh, some other place, which I can't even think of that. Uh, let's see. What's the place that was across from Spinatos? <laughs> Vito's. Vito's. That pizza, I, there's a very limited amount I can eat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if, it's, if it's something that, I, that I, I like. Now, here's the other thing, though. So the bamboozer. It's not like that pizza at the Vermillion Club was the top pizza I've ever had in my life. Right. That's what but I was wondering. I was like, that's not, I've certainly not an amazing pizza, but you could eat no. the entire thing without complaining. So, so some of it is, uh, the way that their cheese is. So obviously it's mozzarella, but the way that that cheese is and the way that the crust is, it's very thin crust, obviously. And the, and the way the cheese is melted, it it's, has a different way. I can eat it a lot differently. Um, that's, that's part of the reason why like Papa John's, I don't like, I don't like hand tossed pizza. I, I, either like, I like deep dish or thin. I like hand tossed a lot but i've liked thin more in the last few years which i was surprised to find out because i kind of didn't like it for a long time i still don't like crunchy thin pizza yeah i like i like it's got to be like bendy all the pizza places in milwaukee they have really really thin crust but it's really floppy it doesn't tear apart but it's floppy and you can like fold the the squares and like eat them it's amazing that is exactly the kind of pizza that I'm looking for that I can eat a lot of mm-hmm. that you described it, you caught it. If it's crackle 
crust pizza. First of all, I don't even like that kind of yeah. crust because it reminds me of, oh, yuck, I just these memories. So when I was growing up, uh, one of the things that Grandma Johnson would buy for Becky, because she knew that I did not like these, but she used to buy, and I think you've had them before too, they're the uh, Totino's party pizzas. Oh, those are Jake's favorite Pete type of pizza. Oh, that's the worst pizza. I, I know. Oh. I know. Horrible. I thought it's Jake so had bought a bunch of pizza rolls. Sure. And because like I saw a bunch of Totino stuff and then yeah. I was like, oh, you bought pizza rolls. And he's like, no, I bought pizzas. And I was like, what are the Totinos? And he was like, oh, I got the pizzas. And I was like, you got the really? party pizza, the Totino's party pizza? He's like, yeah, these are my favorite. Oh. Uh, and immediately my perception of him changed. I don't blame you. Sorry, I Jake. Even... <laughs> well, there's two kinds of people. People who say that they like Totino's and For... people who are lying about liking it, I guess. No, 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 no. This is not a peeing in the pool type of pizza. It tastes like Ugh. if you drank the pee in the pool. But <laughs> horrible, horrible. But, but uh, chlorinated urine, that's what those oh, taste like. Oh. Auntie <laughs> Becky loved them. She, she loved crunchy. those things. Her and, and Jake and can, would get along. Oh, and I can just think of it because for a little while, uh, Totino's developed this one that you could put in the microwave. Like that just that in itself oh, sounds dumb. Jake but microwaves like, his. Yeah. So, so, so there's like the, the reflective material mm-hmm. uh, that, that you put it on top of and it's supposed to make it crunchier. And I'm like, even if it does, that that's making it worse. There's still, they're still rocking those. Oh, no, I mean, yeah. I, I can't like, it's like eating, like I like like matzah bread or whatever like the the crust yeah. like the unleavened yeah. bread i like that yeah. but that's that's a different thing i don't want to melt like red sauce and cheese on it yeah. and like eat it like that just have no interest that's so that's horrible and i felt like yes. sometimes it was hit or miss the places they would overdo the pizza and then it would be a crunchy crust and then i was like this yeah. is disgusting so then i learned to love hand tossed but it, it you're right it's hard to find a good hand tossed pizza at most places Right, right. Um, yeah. So, and then, and then, from an ice cream perspective, I like a lot of ice cream. You're indiscriminate uh, about ice cream. Ah, no, I there. It's I. I mean, I will eat almost any ice cream. You're but there's very, some places. very less. You you're way less picky about your ice cream than you are about your. Uh, That's correct. That's correct. Your pizza. So I mean, you. I think you know this, but I because I've shared this with you before. But I when I was growing up, I ice cream every single day literally every single day of my life it's a miracle you have your natural teeth because like the way you tell (laughs) stories about yourself like oh i ate ice cream every single day i ate an entire 12 or i drank an entire 12 pack of soda every single day for like 20 years i was like Mm -hmm. hmm man pretty pretty good dental dental genes you don't even go to the dentist that often not as often as any of us should no, definitely, definitely. I mean, not. I haven't been to the dentist in nine years. Yeah, so I'm. You and I are probably in about the same, about the same. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I'm worried. I'm worried about my teeth in the future. But hey, maybe I got. <laughs> maybe I got the good genes. I, I will tell you. I, you might. I mean, if you got Grandma Johnson's genes, you're screwed from that. But right. Grandpa Johnson. He's his. He's got the same teeth he's always had. I don't know. I mean, his teeth are. I mean, he's 87, and he's yeah. got all his natural teeth. I mean, I, mean I brush and floss and stuff, and every time I go there, that's all they tell me to do. But yeah, they haven't given yeah. me a teeth cleaning in a long time, so I don't know. We'll see. I probably got like seven, Dr. Ca- seven cavities, and I just am not getting them addressed. 
I'm going to have yeah. gum rot and then die of gangrene. <laughs> That's gingivitis when you have it in the mouth. Oh, gangrene's gingivitis when it's in the mouth. See, so sure. maybe well, I'll maybe I'll get gingivitis and then I'll bite my nails and I'll get gangrene <laughs> from my gingivitis infested uh, jaw. I don't know. <laughs> it's always possible. I got a like, I got the combo going. Plus, I hear that and this might be a lie too, but you get an overbite over time from biting your nails. Yeah, but again, I have no idea. That's These are just meant, all things people make up to like make you feel bad about something you're addicted to. Oh well, yeah, sorry, gang. <laughs> I'm I'm out here biting my nails. If I die of gangrene, at least I will have died happy, <laughs> or soothed. Awesome. I guess I don't know that biting my nails makes me happy, but it it calms me down. I don't know. <laughs> I was gonna say it makes you happy, huh? That's an interesting. No. but I'll be happy to have kept my integrity and not just quit because I was afraid of some gangrene infestation that my mom made up. <laughs> She absolutely did. There's absolutely zero chance that that's actually legit. Good, good, uh, good weekly question. Yeah, good uh, stuff. All right, should we just jump into it though? I'm ready. Yeah, I've been waiting. Yeah. Uh, so instead of the feature story this week, we are going to combine it with this week in media, and we're both going to talk about the same this week in media because it's going to be a discussion about our thoughts on the brand new Matt Reeves Batman or the Batman as it's the actually. Batman as it's actually titled and uh you saw it when did you see it pop I saw it opening weekend so a week and a half ago on a Saturday morning and I saw it on a Sunday matinee yesterday nice uh and I'm I'm betting that I saw it in IMAX and you did not I absolutely did not. Let me ask, how much did your ticket cost? So it was funny because I saw it before noon, mm-hmm. and and on opening weekend they were pushing a special for twenty percent off if you saw it in IMAX. Okay, my ticket my ticket was fourteen bucks. My ticket was ten seventy five. Nice. So jokes nice. on you. I saw the no, exact I got, I got same better, movie. Yeah, but I got much better entertainment out of the sound and the in uh, the video. That's great. I have still yet to find a difference between sitting in a dark room with the television on and sitting in a dark room with a movie screen because if it's a good story, you're sucked in and the environment is nothing. And having uh, a larger screen means nothing. I, I think the sound is 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 definitely much different when you're when you're that way. And then in the in the crispness of the of the of the picture is is better when you're when you're talking about IMAX. Now the problem is, um, if the person imperceptibly f- so. No, I don't. I think if you saw them side by side, you you would be able to tell. The problem though is that uh, if the person does not uh, actually film in IMAX, but they but they played in IMAX, it, it is absolutely no difference. So I think that it's a stupid concept to make people pay more for the same thing. That's what I believe. I can't tell a difference. But I'm glad that you can. Yeah. And that's really ancillary to what we're <laughs> what we're trying to talk it about. Is. It which is. is. It is the Batman. Now the Batman. I want to hear your ranking of it on sure. a scale of one to ten compared to Batman Begins. Compared to Batman Begins? Yes. Are you saying 
Are you saying, okay, so let me ask why we're, we're doing Batman Begins. Is that your number one, or you're just saying, hey, just compared to that? I'm saying it is because this, from the looks of the movie, is going to be a trilogy. Right, that's what I've heard too. And, um, and that's a, the last Batman trilogy that came out, and some named Jordan have argued that it was the best trilogy ever created superseding <laughs> star Wars. Um, okay. some agree so, with me, some disagree with me. Uh, but so I would say if we're doing an apples to apples comparison, like I can't have you compare the Batman to just any movie in the entire world, but I can, no, have of you course we have to stay in the Batman genre, to a right? Batman trilogy. And I would say none of the other Batman movies that they've bothered to make, have taken themselves seriously enough to be in the running because like they were all really campy. I felt like, like the one with Danny DeVito as the penguin, like they tried to have an honest story, but it was like, it was, it's really cringe. I don't know. They're all really cringe. And the one with Jack Nicholson as the Joker, where he falls into the thing, like really cringe. I don't know. So I'm having you compare it to Batman Begins. So, so I will, but I do have to have some commentary on what you just said. So um, Batman Returns, which is the one you're talking about with Danny DeVito, and then the original Batman with, with um, Michael Keaton. So those are the, the two Michael Keaton versions. were both um, directed by, um, geez, what is his name? Just slips my mind. Edward Scissorhands. Oh, my John, gosh. Johnny Depp. <laughs> yeah. Why can't I remember? We're going to sound like morons. Whatever, it is what it is. So um, anyways, they're both directed by him. And I would agree with you that Batman Returns, because I I literally just watched Batman Returns again this week because I hadn't watched it since it came out in the theater. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't remember if I, you know, what I even thought about it. Because as I was, um, you know, doing a few other things, I had read about how people are saying that Michelle Pfeiffer's portrayal of Catwoman was the best. Tim Burton, thank you. Um, Yeah. uh, oh, you, that cat, Catwoman was the best Catwoman? Right, right. And so I was like, man, I don't even remember it. And so I, I had to go back. I obviously remember Danny DeVito just because he was, you know, so, so much. Terrifying. Like yes, it, scary. I mean, he had, he had stuff coming out of his mouth. He bit a guy's nose in the middle of it. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And I had, I had forgotten. To your, to your point, though, very cringe. But the other thing is, the thing I was starting to pay a little attention to, and it is because of the Batman that I paid attention to this as I was listening more to the soundtrack uh, from the Tim Burton ones. And I'm like, these guys are playing like circus music, you know? And I'm like, wait a second here. He's biting a guy's nose and there's like a circus mm-hmm. organ going on in the background. It was bizarre. It's I don't remember it being as bizarre as it was. Of course, I knew that Tim Burton does stuff that's out there, but I didn't remember it being that bizarre. I think it was just because... Like, so Batman, obviously huge comic, but then it made its foray into real popular culture outside of children when they made the Adam West TV show, right? Yep. Yes. And that was obviously like the first take at ever trying to do any kind of superhero content aside from just Superman, right? Yeah. Adam West is a hero and he tries to be a hero, but they just couldn't make that show without it being like campy 
because that's oh, just was, that yes. was the perception of superheroes and uh, like i don't think they were trying to make it campy but it, they just didn't know how to not do it that way and right. that was very much the legacy that they started carrying on when they were making the batman is like oh like how does this compare to the vibe of of the adam west batman you know sure where the villains are real and batman's real and they're like they're not trying to make fun of themselves, but you can't help but kind of laughing at the way this is all being portrayed, right? And the music so, is a huge part of that. And absolutely, I, th- I, I would, think Christopher Nolan took it took the challenge very seriously to make a yep. Batman that people actually cared about, and obviously, I think he did a great job. So I just to set the table here, uh, I also love all of the Christopher Nolan versions of Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, even the last one, uh, Dark Knight Rises, where a lot of people have a lot of issues either with the plot or with w- the way some of the things played out. I don't care. I, I absolutely enjoyed that movie, and it was one of those that I will continue to watch over and over again. So to answer your question, though, how does this version of Batman, so The Batman versus Batman Begins, and you're, you want me to put it on a scale of 1 to 10 for each of them? And uh, e- e- Sure. Yeah, I guess just a relative ranking between the two. So yeah, say I would say rate each of them, comparing them side by side in the context of an introduction to a new Batman. Sure. So um, I would tell you that I would give Batman Begins on a scale of seven to 10, probably about a seven and a half ish. And I'll give you some context to that in a second. And I would give the Batman an eight. Now, I if you asked me before I saw the Batman how I would rate Batman Begins, it probably would have been an eight, maybe eight and a half. Yeah. Um, but after seeing the Batman, um, and it surprised the hell out of me when I'm when I was thinking about this after I watched it. But it, it, but if you're comparing first chapters of a potential trilogy, this to me is a better Batman movie than. Batman Begins, and I'll explain to you why that is. For me, it's because the way I look at Christopher Nolan and how he portrayed Batman, and we'll just talk about Batman Begins here just for the context of it. He was showing Bruce Wayne as he became Batman. And so in my mind, that was Batman Begins, funny enough. Uh, it was someone changing into Batman and how he how he struggled with that mentally and did a lot of different things, but it was Bruce Wayne primarily. The Batman, Batman is already Batman. He's in year two. That's what this is. It was actually based off the comic year one and the, and the long Halloween. Um, and they made this year two Batman. And Bruce Wayne was barely, 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 barely in this movie at all. And so for me as a Batman movie, this is a better Batman movie um, now, if we talk about overall movies, that gets a little bit different. But in terms of a Batman movie, I liked this one better. We can get more into why, but I want to see what your take is on the same same question. Yeah, so yours seems to be some kind of linguistic argument about how present Batman is in the film. But I'll say this. <laughs> uh, I completely mirror you. I would give, if The Dark Knight is a 10... One of the best movies ever created. Yes. Yes. You and I are on the same page there. Then I would have given Batman Begins an eight. Yep. Because it's not as good as The Dark Knight. Yep. 
but it Correct. is an amazing movie standalone. Absolutely. Yes. And I was expecting to not like this at all, this the Batman, <laughs> right. because I'd seen Robert Pattinson only in one other movie, really, which was Tannen. Which, oh, sure. And I thought he, he was good in that, but I was like, boy, that's a leap. You know, you got to be vengeance, right? You got to be yes. vengeance. And, uh, and I don't, I didn't, I just didn't get the vibe. I'd never seen the Twilight movies. So maybe, (laughs) neither have I. Maybe those are really like convincing performances. Uh, Uh, He hated them. He hates those. He actually flat out says he doesn't like those. Anyway. So, but I, I committed to myself that I would go in like with an open mind and give it an honest, honest chance. And even from the very beginning, I was amazed at how well Matt Reeves executed. Like you're given yeah. a big task and you're expected yep. to deliver and he absolutely did in a way that most DC movies of late have not. And uh and the Wait. reason for me that maybe Robert Pat like I'm not ready to say that Robert Pattinson is a better Batman than Christian Bale, but the written character of Batman in this really makes more sense as yes. batman goes like yes he's an emo guy who is not charismatic he's right. very misunderstood and he doesn't know how to express himself yes and with christopher nolan's batman we had this more cavalier american psycho yes. type of yes. <laughs> bruce wayne batman yes. which yep. you know is like amazing but the whole point that matt reeves took with this movie was to say this guy's not a hero. <laughs> right, right. Like the whole point of this movie was he's not a hero. He's trying to make up his own version of justice as a vigilante and vigilantism right. doesn't work. That was the whole statement of this movie. And I thought that was such a refreshing view within the superhero yes. space. And yes. it makes perfect sense to do it with someone like Batman whose motivations for doing what he does stem from a deep mental illness right and you can see that yeah well he dresses up like a bat for goodness sakes i mean i i love batman he's one of my favorite you know characters but he dresses up like a he's walking around a city dressed like a giant bat if you right and he's he's not a superhero in the conventional sense where he has a special power and has to don this certain identity he picked to be a bat that's really weird Yes. yes uh yeah so, so you articulated the exact thoughts that I had about Christian Bale and, and Batman Begins and the Batman better than I did. That's exactly how I feel. He is absolutely an emo character, and they show that in this. And I think that Robert Pattinson, char- uh, the way he handled that character, uh, did a great job of, of being that emo Batman. And when he took off the mask, to me, this is one of the things that, it, and it seems like a, a silly thing, but it, it is an important thing. When he took off the cowl, he was the the the, yeah, he wore, the eye the makeup, makeup was dripping. Mm-hmm. And if you go back and watch all any other Batman movie, that doesn't happen. They take off the the cowl and they look so handsome. And and you're like, and he was he even when he was cruising around the city, uh, when he had his 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 bat suit in his backpack, he was cruising around the city. He had the the mask over his face. 
and the 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 uh, eye yeah. makeup was dripping. And I even noticed that when he went to the funeral, it looked like he even still his eyes were a little bit darker, and that could have been because he was exhausted mm-hmm. and he, you know had so much. Well, pressure he's on him. an insomniac, right? He can't sleep. Yes. He's out all night being vengeance, yes. and then in the daytime, yes. he yeah. you know he's not fulfilling his obligations, but he's right. reviewing the footage from the night before <laughs> yes. and writing it all down. It's yes. it was amazing. I don't yes. know how they came up with this screenplay, but. It's, it just, it was, I, I can't say enough about it. I, I don't, I think I didn't list what my number would be for the Batman. Right, I'm gonna you, you put didn't, it, I was wondering. I'm going to put it at an eight and a half. Sure, I, I can get behind that. And if they really knock the next one out of the park, it's really going to be fighting for my love of Christian Bale <laughs> and Christopher Nolan. I mean, they're definitely different, and they're both amazing in their own right. Yes. I just wasn't expecting this to be so amazing. Me either. Me either. So, so just for on a Pattinson perspective, so I know you're a big fan of A24 movies. Yes. And so, and I like them as well. So, Matt Reeves, the the movie that he watched Pattinson in that told him he could be Batman was Good Times. So, if you haven't watched that, I haven't. I haven't seen it. So, watch that movie, and that is what told him he could play Batman. And there's kind of a nod to that movie at the very beginning. Uh, I think it's the store that that the 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 one guy with a mask goes into rob. I think it's called like Good Time Store or Good Time Grocery or something like that. And that was kind of the nod to that movie. Can I ask um, something? Yeah. Do you like just Google Easter eggs after every movie you nope. watch? Because you no. always like know no. like 17 different Easter eggs. And I, you must listen to something or watch or read something. No, no. No, so so some of it is I you know me, Jordan. Beyond ice cream and and um, and pizza, I also like to watch movies, and I like to watch bad movies, and I like to watch good movies. So I watch a lot of movies. But part of what I do at that point in time is I start to understand. Okay, Robert Pattinson, who is this guy, and why is he trying to be Batman? Uh, you know, and so I started reading about Matt Reeves and kind of how he came up with this. And we might get into this a little bit later on in terms of of uh, some of the stuff that's. The, some of the content that's in this movie and and uh, and where Matt Reeves was coming from. So I actually listened after I watched the Batman mm-hmm. uh, on the way home. I downloaded a podcast that he was on and listened to him. And then he didn't talk about good time and stuff, but I had seen that movie and it's like, oh, that's a nod to that. Um, but um, so one of the things you just mentioned is you said you don't know how he came up with the screenplay, and here's here is how he came up with it. So like I referenced uh, the 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 comic. There was a series, um, I think it was written by Robert Miller. Uh, it was called Batman Year One. And it was literally about, you know, after, you know, he decides he's going to become Batman, his first year of being Batman. And, and so this was based on part of that. And then there was another one, another series that was called Batman Ego. And that, is, that was a guy who was struggling with who he was mentally. Okay, I, I'm trying to become this bat guy, but I have all these other things. And then the other comic that it was based on from a Batman comic was called The Long Halloween. And that is why this one starts with Halloween. Now, how do I know all of those? Because I collected and read comic books when I was growing up. And so I didn't own any of those, but I had friends who owned those and loaned them to me. And I wish I had them because they would be worth a lot of money right now. But um, I read all of those. And so to me, part of the reason why this Batman really hit home for me was because he was a new Batman, and we didn't see the whole uh, Thomas and Martha Wayne dying. Because we all know that story, and that's that. You know, 
that's great in, in almost everything did it, but he didn't do that. He chose to do them in year two when he didn't have all the gadgets. That's the other thing that was so cool to me about this is not, he didn't have the gadgets. He had the one eye thing and he had kind of the, the rappel, uh, you know, grappling hook thing, but he didn't have all the funky gadgets. Um, but you also hit on this. He, he is a guy who was journaling. Batman was journaling. Holy crap. Think yeah. about that. And they he, were really emo journals that like I yeah. would write and not show to anybody. Yes. There you go. Well, he was doing the same thing. It yeah, was called so the Gotham Project. Did you see that? Yeah, I saw. But it was it. Called, and it yeah. was he was in year two. Yes. So it was. So that's kind of where that came from. And so for me, I, I when I got done seeing this movie, I wanted you to see it like the same day because I really wanted to talk to you about it right away because I'm like, oh my gosh, I think I think Jordan's really going to like this movie. Yeah. And I didn't tell you that I thought you'd like it or not like it. I just told you to not pee. Excuse me, to pee before you went in. Um, I, I found and, a local pool and I peed there and then I the <laughs> well done well mm-hmm. done so anyway um that I I really liked it and I would agree with you Jordan that if that second movie is is uh on this same line it's going to be tough to 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 um, compare them you know like which which uh, am I I like I always think about my movies so right. so a lot of the movies that I have seen are because you showed them to me and yeah. I like I love that that movies that when you grew up like that were impactful to you you decide which ones are good enough for me to see cuz a lot of times <laughs> I wouldn't have heard of them otherwise right Right And so I always think about movies in that context like will I show my future child this like will this be one of the movies that I take <laughs> the time to make him sit down and watch with me Right. I think about that all the time. That's like how I make my list. And like the first like thing, once he's old enough to understand it, the depth of the plot that I will would want to watch and discuss with him is the Christopher Nolan Batman. And now yeah. it's like being called into question because this <laughs> movie was so good. It's insane. And just to touch on like, there's no Batman origin story in this I, movie. Right. One thing that I did did think is uh, that I always find beautiful about Batman is the commitment to the basic plot points of the characters. When you look at like the Marvel universe, like th- they're all the characters from the comics because it's that intellectual property, but the stories that they use around them. At, just kind of serve the purpose of the cinematic universe. Whereas Batman's a lot more like James Bond. Like, you know, a bunch of facts about their life and the director gets to play with how they present them to you. Yes. And I think that's really magical because the way that they choose to show things, even though, you know, like how they have to be like that, his parents are dead, that they were shot by somebody and that he was there to witness it himself while, you know, dressed up. It like that's a really amazing thing that they can have that for Christian Bale and for Robert Pattinson, and yet they can be playing such drastically different Batman. Absolutely. Uh, I so think I na- think that's beautiful. I agree with you, and I think your analogy of James Bond is spot on because everyone knows James Bond, but we've had, you know, five or six different people play him. And they all can work in different ways. Same thing here. But I also think that this is the same thing here with Batman, but these two stand out from all the other Batmans. 
They, you know, meaning Christian Bale and Robert mm-hmm. Pattinson. Yeah. You know, they, they're far and above. So, so spinning a little bit away from Robert Pattinson, who did a phenomenal job. He was, he was so good in this. Um, and, and Matt Reeves did a great job of, of letting him be kind of the way he was. So I, I am curious, you know, what was your take on the Riddler? What was your take on Catwoman? What was your take on yeah. the Penguin? That's great, Dad. Great question. And uh, let's start with Catwoman because you had mentioned that sure. you went back to watch it because you had read in an article that that yep. one is the best Catwoman. Yes. Um, so There's uh, no so- chance. There's <laughs> no chance that anybody would – I don't know the name of this actress. I, I, forgive me. So, it's Zoe Kravitz. Zo- Kravitz. Nobody has ever done it that well. Anne Hathaway's Catwoman was quite underwhelming to me. Like I thought yeah, she did I good, agree. but I, I yeah. actually think that Christopher Nolan did deploy her rather poorly. And yeah. um, and that other one, like she's just sex appeal but has no like – actual character to her i feel like that, that other one yeah the <laughs> one from uh batman forever batman returns or whatever batman returns michelle pfeiffer yeah yeah michelle pfeiffer i did i i don't think that i i don't even think that she was as good as anne hathaway but so, so, i think that so, zoe kravitz was incredible incredible so there's there's absolutely a debate around all the cat women uh, in terms of who played it, because there were uh, three, if I'm remembering correctly, uh, Catwomen uh, from the original Batman TV series. Mm-hmm. There was Eartha Kitt, uh, Julie Newmar were the two, and I swear that there's one more that was in between there. And for a long, long time, uh, it was people would debate between Eartha Kitt, Eartha Kitt and Julie uh, Newmar. And um, then Michelle Pfeiffer came in, and I think part of part of it was like you said, the whole sex appeal thing. Um, and because the, she had this black skin tight suit and she cracked a whip, she actually learned how to use the whip. So that was actually her doing that. Um, and so a lot of people looked at that and, and kind of the way that it, her origin story came, but I absolutely agree with you. Zoe Kravitz was insane in this movie. She, it, it's, the thing that was so cool to me about this is that it looked like she wasn't even trying and she was just killing it. You know what I'm saying? You know, sometimes you watch a you know, a, a, a pro athlete do something or, or a, a musician do something and it looks like they're not even trying, but you're just like, holy crap, they're just amazing. She, that to me was the way she was. Right. Um, and, the, and the way Matt Reeves wrote the character and just let her kind of, uh, you know, become it was, was insane. If she, I'm telling you, uh, if she doesn't get nominated for, I don't know if she, if she could be best supporting actress because that's she was in it too much, but she should at least get a nomination because she was that good in this movie. She was incredible. Uh, I don't, I yeah, I don't, I don't know what else to say other than the fact that yeah, like it's hard to be a complex character in a superhero movie and not be over the top. Like, so especially yep. with Catwoman, like, they, they, like, they're equally as flawed as Batman, and sometimes that comes out in, like, a, right. like a, I'm also mentally ill kind of way. Yeah. Right, right. And hers was n- not written like that, and she right. executed it just, like, so perfectly. And then yeah. also, her physical acting was amazing. Like, she, yeah. she was lithe like a cat like she walks yes. like a cat yes. the yep. that scene where um she's with don falcone in his 
apartment and right. she's like planning to you know and uh she's walk when she walks around the apartment she slinks around like a cat <laughs> yeah and it's yeah. actually it was so amazing selena kyle yep. man she did so great she did so so great yeah uh, zoe kravitz has played selena kyle yeah yeah um so i was enamored with her i i think for sure no doubt best cat woman uh, yeah, and then the Riddler, well, you know, what am I comparing her to? Uh, Jim Carrey? In comparing <laughs> no, him to so Jim Carrey, who's the other Jim one? Carrey, well, uh, th- there was a Riddler in um, in the original Batman TV series as well. Yeah. Was he also played by Cesar Romero or was that no, just that, the, No, that was the Joker. The Joker was Cesar Romero. I thought he, he played he two has, different people on there, but I, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, uh, he may have, but he did. Not he, the Riddler. He, yeah. No, the well, Riddler was his name escapes me, but he was he was a Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey based his Riddler off of that guy. Uh yeah, so they both wore didn't the Riddler in the TV show wear that thing that Jim Carrey wears? Like yeah, he had the, like a leotard. Yeah, the leotard with the with the black question, mark. question marks on it. Yes. And and then he had like a purple, uh purple, like just only like an eye mask. Okay, so here's what I'll say about Jim Carrey's Riddler was very unsettling as well because everything that jim's carry jim's carry jim carry is in makes me a little unsettled <laughs> his impressions all make me uncomfortable the grinch terrifying <laughs> him as the riddler terrifying like his maniacal laugh is does it concerns me a little bit so <laughs> like if if the point of the villain is to be like perturbed like to not like them and to like feel uncomfortable which i think is the goal with the riddler jim carrey did a great job but this guy i don't know his name either paul dano paul dano like i i know him as an actor but my god he was amazing as well he was so good at first here's here's what i'll say the opening scene with him and the mask and <laughs> the weird like sexual yeah. like whatever the fuck i thought i was i immediately was like oh this is going to be a different kind of batman where like we're in a world that's maybe a little bit more haunted right <laughs> not yeah. just in a halloween sense but just like there's real problems that happen right, in the real right. world that are happening here like he profiled the riddler like a real serial killer yes Yes. Which is not how any Batman villain has ever been. That is correct. And so that just made me uncomfortable at first. But then uh, I liked him more and more as it went on. And I think that that scene with Robert Pattinson and him in Arkham Asylum verges on being as good as the scene between Christian Bale and Heath Ledger in the interrogation yes. room. Yes, yes, yes. Absolutely agree with you. I don't know what it is about Batman being like both good cop and bad cop at the same time <laughs> with these villains. <laughs> but it is, it, they're, they're always the most powerful scenes. When he finally comes yeah. face to face, uh, that must be what it is because they're building it up the whole time. Right. And then finally they're face to face, not playing tricks on each other, not playing games, just sitting there forced to speak. And it's it's the reveal of how the villain actually feels about Batman is amazing. Like yes. 
he adored him. He is mentally ill as well. And he also thought that he was like part of the partners. Yeah. And the the fact that Batman inspired him to be what he became, that's when it's like the nail in the coffin. Like you're not a hero, Batman. You're fucked up and you're causing issues in this society vigilantism yes. is not a good thing because then people start thinking they can commit crimes in the name of whatever sense of justice they have and even right. if your justice is right you can't guarantee that everybody you empower will also be just and like exactly that that was like this just put it on like now like francis ford coppola level of like there's <laughs> deeper meaning to this and like it has more yes. significance which is why i read it's why i watch movies i don't care so much about the entertainment value the explosions and stuff that was all in here too i 100 percent care about relating every piece of media that i see to the human experience that's that's yes. what i like in movies and yes. this was such a powerful critique yes. of yeah. batman that i was that's i mean that was what it was when he was when he finally understood that he had created the Riddler and then all the things blew up, it was like, Oh, I fell in love with it right there. So, so that was the thing that was interesting to me is that you, you got to see him change as Batman throughout the movie. Um, because right at the beginning, right. So he, he, uh, came, he came up and helped the, the guy out of the subway and the guy says, who are you? And what was his reply? I am vengeance. Yeah. And then at the end of the movie, once he had that scene with the Riddler and he realized that, oh no, I just, I just spawned this guy and all this guy did. He, he, you could see in his face, in his actions that he didn't have to be, he didn't, he's like, I can't be vengeance anymore. I've got to, I actually have to try to be a hero and try and figure out a way to actually help the city instead of. And he's not there yet, right? He, this is year two, and he just he just discovered that. So he hopefully by you know movie three he'll figure out how to do that. But that was crazy. But one other thing that that I thought was cool. That these are a couple things that that I picked up when I was watching the movie as well. So when that opening scene, obviously Matt Reeves was totally going for you to go, oh, that's Bruce Wayne and Thomas Wayne and all that kind of stuff. That's you know the little Bruce Wayne. Um, and and they've got the Riddler just watching all that stuff through the through his 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 binoculars, binoculars and he's yeah. and things are fogging up and then like ten minutes later, Batman's doing the same thing. Yeah, with 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 uh, with uh, Selena Kyle. Yeah, and you're like, oh my gosh, and you that connection of those two being like you know the same on the same wavelength two different sides of, of the same coin was like that hit home. And then the other thing that was just insane to me, and this is where uh, people who are good filmmakers put this stuff in there and, and you see it and you're like, wow, that was crazy. So th- th- they are showing the mayor, right? And, and there's this, this storm going on. You just got to see the, the Riddler watching him through the thing. And then suddenly the light flashes and the Riddler is right behind him. Yeah. And you're like, holy shnikes. And that you don't insane. know that it's the Riddler, right? No. Because I was like, who is that? I was like, okay, is this like some henchman that the Riddler has right. like retrieved? Because right. again, in context, like I could only compare it to the Jim Carrey and right. the right. episodes of the TV show I'd seen. And right. um, and it was just, 
I, like I was like, this guy's creepy. Who's this guy? Like I haven't read yeah. the comics, so I don't know if this guy, like. And I was like, is that an ice pick? What the fuck is that thing? End up being a carpeting <laughs> tool or whatever. Yep. But yep. it was it was just so weird. Uh, but yeah, yes. I I thought he was amazing. Paul Dano did an amazing job, and I liked how they just like. I don't know. I he was so grounded and it made so much sense. Yes. And like that, his Batman critique was of Batman. Too. Yeah. His critique of like the things that he said that was like, oh, like Bruce Wayne lives in this house. Like you also like it, I mean, that was amazing. How you thought Bruce like Robert Pattinson thought he was about to be unmasked or whatever. Yes. And he Yes. He That was so they cool. like baited Bruce you right there. Wayne. Yeah. Oh, I thought so that was amazing awesome. too. Yeah, that whole scene was, was amazing, and he is amazing. Can I tell you the one character that I thought they didn't do a good job with, and I bet you can guess? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'll Alfred let you Pennyworth. Yeah, oh, yes, they they missed the mark on that. And Andy Circus, I like Andy Circus, and he does a good job. And he's worked with Matt Reeves a ton, right? So Matt mm-hmm. Reeves, I don't know if you know this, he he did the the most most recent Planet of the Apes movies, and he also did Cloverfield. But Andy Circus is in; he's in the Planet of the Apes movies, and so those guys work together. I think they missed the mark on him. Yeah. I I don't I don't I I hate I don't want to blame the actor because I I think no. he did fine, but he was just. He's one of the elements of the story that of the every Batman story that I think is actually important. Yes. Right? You know, like yes. the origin story, we all know it. And so yes, it, it may be fun for you to use it to your advantage and, and start the story off in a certain way. And to to the same point you can skip it and people will understand where Batman came from. Like there's no risk there. Right. But Alfred being in his life, that's like not negotiable and he was just like a token in this story just to like show that bruce wayne has daddy issues right right and like okay that's fine but it's not enough you need to like he better be more in the next one because he just wasn't enough and especially like for how long this movie was, like how much time they filmed, they could have taken four minutes out of the Penguin car chase and devoted it. It didn't need to be 20 minutes long. It could have been 16 minutes long and been just as suspenseful. I'll give you that. It could have been 16 instead of 20. It's like the pod (laughs) racing. The pod racing could have been 36 (laughs) minutes instead of 40 and George Lucas could have done something with that four minutes. Sure, I, I agree. Same scenario here. If he had had four minutes more screen time at a, a more important moment than the stuff that he did, I think that it would have gone off better. But he just, he wasted him. I mean, he had yeah, him solve the little cipher for him, which like showed that he cared, even though he didn't support what Bruce was doing. But it just was, it still wasn't enough. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Uh, but let's talk it, about it, the penguin too. Yeah, yeah. So, so I really like Colin Farrell in this. I think he did a great job of, first of all, like not being Colin Farrell, right? I mean, the fact that he, the makeup that he had on there was great. They didn't do it so overtly, you know, like in the Danny DeVito version. Um, it was, you know, he was he was kind of a disfigured guy based on some of the stuff that happened in his life, and um, he, I, I really liked the fact. That he was like a, you know, a, not even um, Falcone's right-hand man. He was just one of the henchmen. 
you know, as as part of uh, as part of it. So I, I like the fact that he wasn't just this 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 already formed uh, you know uh, leader of of crime. Uh, I liked the way they did that there. I liked the fact that they kind of had all these subtle things into what he's going to become. So like when they when they were uh, interrogating him and they had. Uh, zip tied his hands and feet and then they just left him and he had to waddle away like a penguin. I'm like, that was cool. I liked how they yeah, did that. That was a great um, detail, Dad. So, so, and I loved the, the car chase and I know you said it was, it, it was probably too long, but the thing I, 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 I love a good car chase. Um, and, uh, that was really cool. And that just gets to the Batmobile itself. It's all electric dude. That was, he has an EV. Holy crap. That in itself was, was insanity, but I, I really like the Penguin, and I don't know if you know this, but they're doing HBO is doing a Penguin series, and Colin Farrell is playing the Penguin in the Penguin series. I did not know that. Um, I I did like the car chase. That was not not I, my statement was not that it was bad. My point right. was for how gratuitous Matt Reeves chose to be with some of these sequences, like the whole the entire like flooding of of yeah, uh, that, Gotham that Square was a weak Garden. Like, yeah. I, I get it. Like, I, I think it's a, amazing to show how much the world can fall apart here. But, and make it realistic. Like, the car chase, I mean, realistic to a degree, but more realistic <laughs> than the Christopher Nolan one, right? Right, right. And, like, you felt like they were really racing for some reason. Yeah. Like, Penguin's, yeah. like... He's like certain death. He's terrified. Yes, absolutely. I just thought they could have taken a little bit from each chunk of those very, very gratuitous action scenes yes. and devoted yeah. them to the one part of the plot that they missed. But it can't be a perfect movie, right? So I no, get it. No, I agree. Um, but on the Penguin himself, yeah, I think that Oswald Cobblepot has always been a, a fun character to develop. And I think one of the facts that's always seems to be true is that he does start out as kind of a pathetic guy. And I right. think that he he's portrayed that way in the that TV show Gotham. Yes. He's portrayed that way in the Danny DeVito one with his yep. mom issues. And he's portrayed that way in this one. I mean, he's like like you said, he's just some low level enforcer. And I think that's that's one of the facts, and but the way that you present it can be different and be special, and I think that they did it in a very special way. And okay. uh, before you just said that it was Colin Farrell, who I know who he is, but I didn't know that it was Colin Farrell because you know me, I don't watch trailers, I don't right. stay for the credits, I do nothing. Right. So, so I didn't even know that it was him until you just said that. And so that's I, amazing that he, that was him because he did a great job acting. He, he was phenomenal. So I normally, as you know, I like to watch trailers. Mm -hmm. uh, just uh, This is a movie I did not watch a trailer on. So I went into this in a Jordan-like state. I had not seen a trailer. Uh, I had seen pictures, you know, because it, it was hard to <laughs> be on the internet or be in the world today and not see photos of, of some of this stuff. Um, and so I saw that, but I absolutely did not watch a trailer. And part of it was, because I wanted to, like you said at the very beginning of this discussion, I wanted to go into it with like a clean slate. Because I really wanted to try to compare it to, you know, the the ones that I thought were top notch. And so I went into this, and that, that's why I think I'm just even more blown away. Because all this stuff was brand brand spanking new to, to my eyes and to my to, to my 
to my uh, thought process and, and I loved it. So, yeah. It was really amazing. Uh, I'm trying to think what else. I, I would say in general, it's hard to compare Christopher Nolan's cinematic style with the Matt yeah. Reeves cinematic style because Absolutely. obviously they were going for something so different where yeah. uh, sometimes uh, the filmmaker wants you to feel like there's no like there's no wall like they break the fourth wall and i don't mean in the sense that the character looks at the camera and is talking to you but like you're literally immersed into the world because they try to make it look as much like the real world as possible right if you think about any christopher nolan movie outside of and i would say even inception like the concept is not for you like to believe that it could happen in your world, but to feel like you're inside of his story, I think is very important to the way that Christopher Nolan films things. Exactly. And that's why he's yes. so dogmatic about how he films things. Yes. Um, Matt Reeves didn't have that constraint. He treated it more like he was making a movie, you know, yes. like yep. uh, it, it was more cartoony the way that he shot things and it was very cool because sometimes it felt like even though you were watching a movie you were watching an illustration like a very high depth illustration of this other world Um, especially in imax it see see how much i appreciated it and i didn't even see it in imax um (laughs) but i liked the cartoony vibe for this batman and i also liked the vibe that Christopher Nolan went with for his Batman. So I think each were suited better to the story that was written, but I will right. say I absolutely loved the cinematography of this movie. I thought it was very great. And they had some amazing shots outside of the yes. action scenes, just some of the transitions. And that one that you specifically mentioned where both the Riddler and Batman are stalking their, their prey or whatever you yeah. want to call it is, um, is quite an interesting, like the, the things that you can tell. The other one that was amazing, it told an entire love story without a single word being exchanged, was when um, Batman and Catwoman, when she decides to leave the city and he decides to stay. And they get yes. on the motorcycles and they ride out together and they're like trying to race each other kind of and catch up with each other. And then yes. they pull up to the intersection and they turn opposite ways and begrudgingly go. Yes. You can tell that it was two people who love each other breaking up and yes. or like misconnection, whatever you want to call it. Right. And they didn't say a single word. I think that's the most powerful thing that you can do in a movie is tell a story without without dialogue. And that thing right there, I was like, man, this guy's a master. He's a master filmmaker. <laughs> it was really amazing. It, it was. I, I Yeah, I you said it. I can't say it better. That was it was awesome. Other directors it, would have chosen to put in some kind of voiceover there. Yeah. And he just showed them riding out in silence other than the sound of the bikes and then turning. Right. And I was like, this is this is really top tier filmmaking. Well, and, and I and just getting to that storyline of Catwoman and Batman, I mean, it, you know, there's always that storyline where there's that sexual tension. And I think he did a great job of it here where it, I think he really pushed it but he also showed that they both had their own like thoughts on how that should should or shouldn't work Mm -hmm. you know like catwoman like when she was going through the the lounge and he was giving her directions you could tell that he she's like you know what dude you think you know what you're saying and know what you're doing but you don't i have my own mind i'm going to do my own thing yeah um but she still respected him as batman and same thing where where you know 
he is like, okay, I don't think you're going about this the right way, but he still respected her as Catwoman and kind of her approach. And I think that's where that tension uh, worked really well. And then that played out at the end, like you said, with, with them riding off on their motorcycles because they, he didn't have to say anything because they'd already done all of that stuff without, again, saying, oh, I really love you or, or boy, I wish we could go away together. None of that stuff happened, but you, you felt it when you saw it. Exactly. It was, it was insane. And that's insane. like... That's the one thing that a movie can do that a book can't is tell a story right. without words, and right. uh, unless it's a picture book, of course. But <laughs> uh, but it it that I I mean that was when I knew I was like man that they couldn't have picked a better guy to make this version of right. Batman because this is right. this is just uh, of another level. So yeah, I now have to wait for the next one to come out. Which is annoying. <laughs> Going to be a lot of nails chewed off between now and then as I anxiously <laughs> await it. But, yep. but I, amazing. Eight stars. And if the next one is this good or better, I mean, you know, obviously it's going to have tough. the Joker in it. So it'll be weird. It'll be weird to have to compare one to one a movie number right. two that has a Joker in it versus a movie number two that also has a Joker in it. So Matt Reeves has not said that he for sure is going to be in that movie. That he, he that, could be in the third one, right? He, they said that. Uh, so the actor's last name is like Keo, uh, the guy who was who kind of hinted at being the Joker at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they asked Matt Reeves about that, and he said, "Yeah, there's no guarantee he's even going to be in the next movie. So uh, it's it's possible." But you're right. That would be like a one-to-one, like direct comparison. That would be kind of crazy because, you know, the Riddler's not going to go away either. That, okay, so so we talked about the Jim Carrey look and the look from the '66 uh, show. I mean, this guy was like freaking scary with his his um, you know winter uh, winter army mask going on there and his yeah. in his you know oh that it was, was scary again stuff. he was like a weird like sex depraved oh, <laughs> criminal oh, like that was God. the vibe like i you, they literally profiled a real serial killer yeah and like turned him into the see that guy yeah. you literally could be like oh my gosh that that's a guy i saw like walking down the street the mm-hmm. other day i mean you literally felt like that they could be real yeah like so you were watching like, some like reenactment like when they do all those dramatic reenactments of like Ted Bundy and stuff. Yeah. It, that's how f- watching this felt. It was like, they took like a real serial killer and made a dramatic portrayal of him, <laughs> but they did. So, so how many people are going to be dressed like that next Halloween? Holy mm, cow. That could I'm, be just, I'm not, I'm not going out. It'd be a little Halloween. scary, man. I was scared. I was scared in the theater. I was like, man, if somebody walks into this mid movie, I've never been scared in a movie before, but I was like, I, I'm scared. I don't know what's well, going on. Especially because of the way that it played out, right? In that he had, he had his Twitch channel the going, henchmen, yeah. and he, all his henchmen d- dressed just like, hey, I got my, oh I got my, my cling God. wrap, and I've got my mask, oh my and God. and I've got my. Oh my t- and, and you could totally see when when that, when that started happening. I'm like, crap! I could really see this happening. You know, I in, mean, it, it has in a less organized sense, you know, like not bombs destroying a city and stuff. But a lot of these mass shootings come from kids who are, you know, uh, they they're disenfranchised with life, they feel right, right, and that they've right. been wronged and they join these communities and where they're slowly brainwashed into believing that this is like some kind of sign of glory. Like these kids are, they're, they're out there on 8chan talking to each other right now, radicalizing each other. And it was creepy how realistic that felt too. Yes. Oh my. Yes, it absolutely was. I, I was sitting there in, in the theater and like you said, 
you're not necessarily scared. But when I was watching that, I was like, I was scared. I was like, this <laughs> literally could, I mean, like, some dude could walk in the theater right now yeah. and he could have seen the showing last night and said, oh, that was a great idea. You know, and it's like, oh. Right. So, I mean, obviously that's happened before with Batman. Yeah, absolutely. And, and then this is like put, pushing it one step further because he put it in a real world context. You yes. know, it'd be hard to say that the way that Heath Ledger acted as Joker could be a, a real life human being, but there could definitely right. be a real life person who acts like this Riddler. Yes, definitely that, that was be. insane. So, so just to kind of twist this, so we've obviously talked about all, all the stuff that we like. Mm-hmm. Uh, just don't want to spend a ton of time on this because there's not a lot of stuff. But uh, you know, you hit on a couple of things. Uh, I, I thought that they spent too much time on the Gotham Square Garden story. I thought that 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 absolutely could have been I don't know, you know, five or ten minutes shorter. I understand. I understand that his henchmen had to come out. I understand that there's other things, but I thought that that was just. I, I I didn't think that was as tight of a of a uh, finish as I kind of hoped it was going to be. Not that it was like super disappointing. It, it like oh this is really a bummer. I really can't stand this. It was just more. It wasn't. I didn't think it held up as well that that section as well as the rest of the movie did. Uh, otherwise, otherwise this movie to me was was incredible. I liked the conclusion that Batman right. came to that he needed to be yes. hope and needed to stand for something yes. different. And then yes. it it was weird because then he was going back to like uh, he went to to Gotham. I keep wanting to say the Boston Garden because I live in Boston now, um, even though it's based on Madison Square Garden. I keep wanting to call it the Boston Garden. I'm like, it's not yeah. Madison Square Garden. Which garden is it? The Boston Garden? No. <laughs> uh, yeah. um, but when he goes to Gotham Square Garden, then I was like, oh, he's going to like he'll save the day in a way that is like more hopeful or whatever the, whatever the hell he thinks that means like however right. he's going to do that and you see that tenderness at the end where he is in the daylight dressed up as batman yes. helping the yep. girl yep. who's terrified which very sweet scene thought that was perfect but yeah. they really stuck the knife in the back when they pulled up the mask of the rando and he was like who are you and he said i am vengeance like right. i was like I mean, I, I get it. Like for the people who missed it when he was with the Riddler, the yep. people who are really slow, like maybe they <laughs> needed that. But like, right. it seems like we already hit that point, and now yes. we're we're past yes. the point where he, now we're past the point of inflection, right? And Absolutely. we're supposed to be back on the come up, and yep. they just they kind of dra- dragged out like the tragedy of it, which yep. has an effect, but I don't think it had the effect that as strong as they wanted it to be and it just was unfortunate yeah that that was the that was how they had to end the movie because say this about the the christian uh bale batman the christopher nolan's every ending of every one of those three movies is extremely satisfying and i can watch all three of them as standalone movies and like not be disappointed in one one or the other and part of um a great part of a movie is if it ends well yes i agree not not happy but a way that you're pleased with and this this one that was the weaker part of a decidedly strong movie but Uh, not so bad that i'm that i'm gonna trash it absolutely totally agree and to me that you hit on the part to me that was the the weakest piece was like you said, it's like they had to beat you over the head with a bat with when they lifted the guy's mask and he was van- it was okay, okay. He didn't even have to say it, you know. That 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 would if he would have cut that, 
it, that would have even made it a little, uh, just a you know, a little, little bit stronger. Because you know, I understand what he's going for there. Because there are people who are a little slow in the uptake and they're not going to catch it. But uh, yeah. Otherwise, I mean, I I am pumped for this to come on HBO Max. It's coming out. Oh uh, yeah. In, in about a month. I'm so and, excited uh, to watch it again oh, as well. I, I am. I, I I don't rewatch a lot of movies that I've just seen in the theater, even when they're good. Like they don't make it to the list. You know, I have a right. list. Like I'll rewatch sanctum or shawshank redemption an infinite number of times this is a movie that i could rewatch over and over again yes agreed and and i'm i'm super pumped for it to be coming out in fact one of those things where you know i'll every now and then i'll go see a movie uh a couple times in a in a theater uh i haven't done that for a little while um but i used to when i was younger go go see movies over and over again because i like them a lot uh this is a little it, it's good enough to to do that with I just think that the time commitment for me is is a little bit harder. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm very much looking forward to seeing it um, at home. And I and I guarantee you I'll watch it, you know. Usually HBO does like it's on for 30 days and then it's off for two months and then it's back on again. In that 30 days, there's no question that I will watch it at least three times. And, you know, so for sure once once a week. It could be more. Uh, just, I just really like it. And there's so many little things that, that, um, sh- that show up in this movie that he does such a good job with. So Man. yeah, I'm, Se- I'm pumped. Seems like we both loved it and it seems like yeah. we're both excited for the, the, the future that they're taking yeah. Batman. Uh, and yes. I'm, I'm glad that, uh, DC has kind of changed their approach to the universe and they're not necessarily trying to fit everything together like Marvel because right. Batman really should just be his own, his own thing. And I like. I that. agree. I really like I it. I agree. He is a a disturbed, you know, superhero James Bond type of thing that just gets reincarnated Absolutely. over and over again, and and I love I love it. And congrats to Matt Reeves and Robert Pattinson yeah. on on a, a a job well done. And Zoe Kravitz and whoever the guy who was who played Falcone, I thought he did a good job. Um, uh, John Turturro. Yeah, John Turturro. I like him in most things that he's in, but I like him oh, in yes. that. Um, I thought he, I thought he played like a real, like what I, the vibe of a mob boss was. So yeah, <laughs> it's all, he was so good. it was all great. Well, I'm glad yes. you liked it. I don't think we're going to go on to the next stuff cause we've been running kind of long here, but yeah, that's no problem. Uh, but yeah, thanks for, for potting with me, dad. And I'll be interested yeah. to hear if anybody other than mom listens to this, what they thought of, <laughs> of the Batman as well. Well, I will be interested as well. I will tell you that, uh, so you know my buddy Corey, mm-hmm. um, he texted me uh, and said, hey, let me know when you see it. Um, and then he texted me and he said, for him, it is his, he, he loves the the Christopher Nolan ones, but he's like this, for him right now already, he's like, this is the best Batman. And I, I said, I said, well, I'm not there yet, but it's, Staying close. It's like one A and one B right now. That's exactly and, okay. You know, okay. That's so funny that you said that because I texted Jake. I said, um, I said, so I saw Batman today and that shit slapped so hard. And then he said, yeah, it was so fucking good. I saw it yesterday. I said, emo Robert Pattinson is everything I wanted for Batman. He said, I know, right? He did so fucking well. And I said, now I, I'm I'm glad you loved it too. And he said. I already know he's a better Batman than Christian Bale. And I said, I could see that, comma, but I'm not there yet. <laughs> yep, exactly. Let him exactly. wow me with two. 
I'm so yep. partial to Christopher Nolan's Batman. Yes. It can't all yep. be unraveled in a day. Yep. So that's S- so funny I, that our best, yeah, our besties, same exact thing. Yep. And then oh, we that's didn't. Good humor. That's great. I mean, oh, I, I'm, I'm, I definitely. If you'd have asked me last week if I was ready for this to be better than Batman Begins, I would have said I'm. I don't expect that at all. Right. And now but I've already. I didn't either had that that glass ceiling shattered and and now it's just up to to up to the team to to keep keep chugging along because absolutely i want to be well, amazed I, that, that's like i said i said this earlier but I, that's why i was so i was like busting i'm like god i want Jordan to see this because yeah. i want to talk to him about it yeah so wow. it was it's good stuff so amazing well thanks for thanks for the pod uh like you said we'll uh we'll cut this one off at this point and we have some other th- topics to cover with our next one yeah yeah we'll be back to it uh as normal uh next week and we'll talk about why maybe there's been such a long gap between the podcast episodes too <laughs> all right have a good night Dad. Right. Bye. Bye. We'll see you.